Welcome to Eternity of Basketball. We're about to begin episode 201, but we remind you first, we're part of the Globally Balling Network. Check out our most trending episodes on YouTube. And then check out globallyballin.com for original articles, audio and video projects, the Globally Ballin Network. Catch live episodes on Twitter as well. Globally Ballin Twitter page is there. We're streaming there right now. Linktree slash Globally Ballin is the link you need for easy access to all of that. Follow us on social media. I'm Charlie Kuna with Sid Ventura today, just the two of us. And uh, for episode 201 uh, on this morning, uh, by Mobile, Alabama, by way of Atlanta, Georgia right now, Played for Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles in the U.S. NCAA. Was a star over there. Got drafted into the NBA by the New Jersey Nets. Uh, ended up playing here in the Philippines for three conferences with Pepsi and Alaska. And also had a great career in the Euro League. Played for teams in Greece, Israel, all over the place. We're going to talk about all of that. Also the father of a great athlete uh, as well. A current athlete in the NFL right now. We're going to talk about all of that. Let's bring him in. It's Derek Hamilton. Everybody remembers that commercial, of course. He's bouncing that ball. Hey, Derek, welcome <laughs> to the show, man. Oh, man, I'm sorry that I'm late. I really apologize. I have some other stuff going on, and but I'm glad to be here with you guys, and it's always glad to talk to people from the Philippines. I feel at home there. Not a problem at all. We know you're a busy man, Derek, and we're going to talk about all of that as well. But let, let's, let's start from the start. Back, okay. Back, not that busy. Back, back then when you were young. You, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're growing up in, in Alabama, uh, lots of other sports going on over there. You know, the Crimson Tide plays a lot of great football. What, what made you choose basketball as your sport? I mean, uh, I'm a football fan. And mm -hmm. uh, being thin and tall, that didn't work out for, for football. And I, I don't like to get hit. That's the difference between myself and my youngest son. But uh, just, you know, growing up in the neighborhood, playing basketball and I always had a keen IQ for basketball. I could see things before it happened and try to see how the game was moving. And I always loved the team aspect. I didn't have to score. I just like, that's why when I came to Alaska, it was so good to play with a bunch of good players because that's who I naturally was. So I just grew up playing with guys in the neighborhood and just got good at it and grew and loved it. And I still work in the area a little bit now. So it's pretty fun. When did you start playing like uh, real serious competitive basketball? Was it in high school? No, like when I grew up, like if you were, if you wanted to get on the court, you had to play with older guys. So maybe when I was like 12, 13, like being able for the older guys to pick me and let me play. I mean, they taught me a lot. And I just think like that, it was just pretty natural for me. It wasn't like it is today with the AAU games and things mm -hmm. like that nature. I learned how to play at the rec center. Mm-hmm. Right. Sid. You have any idols uh, growing up, you know, from the NBA? Excuse me? Do you have any idols growing up, you know, from the Dr. NBA? Jordan. I mean, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, that's my guy. But I, I've learned to respect LeBron James as a basketball player. And I, I, met, I pattern myself more after how he plays than the guys of my era. I, I want to play defense, make everybody better. But Michael Jordan was my guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could. Had see you already heard of, of uh, you know, growing up uh, in, in Alabama, the basketball scene there? Had you already heard of uh, this guy from Leeds, Alabama, called Charles Barkley? Not until he went to Auburn College, because, like mm -hmm. you say, in Mobile, I mean, Alabama football rules, mm -hmm. and Bear Bryant mm -hmm. was a great coach. So, to be very honest, this is the first time I ever said this publicly. 
I didn't know Auburn existed till I was like 16, 17 years old. <laughs> yeah. There was Alabama yeah. propaganda. So it was <laughs> all day and I'm an Alabama fan to this day. So, yeah. Yeah. No, my, my sister was born in Auburn, actually. So, yeah, we're, we're Auburn Tigers fans in the family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tigers fans over there. So, so you finally yeah. chose basketball. So you're playing. Yeah. And you end up playing uh, for, for high school, BC Rain. Yes. And uh, I guess that's where people started seeing you doing your thing. Uh, you know, at, at that level, it's high school. So you're in your teens, you're playing. Who are the other great players from the area or, or from the region that you were playing against already that eventually went you know, went up to become big in basketball? Um, Antonio Lang is my first cousin. Uh-huh. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's here in Atlanta coaching with the Hawks. So um, he was much younger than me. But football and baseball was people from Mobile, like Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill Williams and all the Satchel Page, and then you got all the great football players that come from Mobile. It, it wasn't a lot of basketball players. Maybe I was maybe Pete Myers who played for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's from Mobile, and uh, yeah, I grew up idolizing him. And our games are similar. And uh, he took me under his wing, and you know, pretty much, I was going to go to the Air Force. I had no intentions okay. of to college to play basketball, and. Like my junior year, I grew sophomore to junior year. I grew from five ten to six four, and I was like, okay. Wow. And um, senior year, I got invited to the state all star game and got MVP, and it took off from there. Recruiting mm-hmm. started happening, and so went to Southern Miss. They wasn't really known for basketball, mm-hmm. and by the time I left, we were all time greats NIT championship. Uh, a third round pick so that's it that's right you know and since you're talking about the southern miss golden eagles already i think it's time we enter our first segment of the show it's called the time capsule and i take you back in time and right. uh because sid prepared some photos from your career this is brought to us by fitbit it helps everyone in the world get healthier from counting your steps to giving personalized insights on your heart rate and sleep patterns log your I exercise and access great tools Oh, you do? You have one of those? Okay, content on the Fitbit no, I Premium. I need one of those. Oh, you need one of those. Okay, Fitbit, <laughs> you got to send one over to Derek. All on the Fitbit platform. Check out their line of products on Fitbit.com. Feel the power. All right? Let's try to make an arrangement for that, uh, for Derek. Yeah. Maybe I'll see what I can do. So let's enter now the first photo of our time capsule. Let's go, Carly. There you go. Wow. Tight shorts. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we all had that back in the day, but but there you are, number twenty-three, Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. And this the NIT championship to this day is the only national championship for the state of Mississippi. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Did, did other uh, universities or colleges also offer you scholarships? Yeah, Alabama, um, small schools, but Southern Miss. Uh, we had Randolph Keys, who was a first-round mm-hmm. draft pick. And we had a couple of other guys, Casey Fisher and John White. We all came in together. We were seven. The team was five and 25 when we got there. Freshman year, we were seven and 23. And then we went Uh 23 and 11. And then 24 and eight. So, and playing against great players, Dale Curry, Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. Just all types of guys all over the Metro Conference at that time. Can you can you just tell us a little more about the recruitment process or how you you know how you ended up in Southern Miss? Like Any said, stories? I, yeah, it's not a big stories. Uh, it was it was an hour and a half from my house. 
Mm -hmm. uh, it was an opportunity to play in a good conference where they had Louisville, Virginia Tech, Memphis. And I'm like, well, I can go there and play. And we all played four straight years. We started four straight years. We were all 1,000-point yeah. scores. And if you see right behind my head, that's some stuff my kids put together for me called the family business of uh -huh. all of us playing basketball. So it is the family business. Uh, and um, <laughs> it started at Southern Miss. But my son started playing football, so he, he left the family business. So, yeah, so it's the family that plays together stays together, right? Exactly, exactly. We got all of you guys, the athletes over there, but it's crazy. I mean, how, what kind of a coach? Finally, you're there in, in, in the university, uh, Southern Miss. You're playing under Coach Turk. What kind of a coach was he? What did he teach you? Um, this is. I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's 10 years ago today. Yesterday that he passed away, so that that okay. that's that's big. But like I put on Facebook, it was a man who found a skinny kid from Mobile, Alabama, the last recruit he signed in the class, and. Uh, he taught me how to be a man, and he, I, I'm a gym rat, so I would go in his office and watch film all the time, and all the guys thought I was sucking up to him, but what I was actually doing, I was finding out what they couldn't do, so when I got to practice, I would have a hands up on them, and he really liked that I was a film guy, so I became very close to Coach Turk and uh, someone that I always respect, love, and admire, but uh, he told me after my freshman year, during my freshman year, I really wasn't taking school serious. And he said, son, you have talent. He said, if you stay here four years, you're going to be successful in life. And he didn't lie to me. So mm -hmm. I always respect him for that. He just told me, like, you have a gift. Give it all you got and you'll be successful. And he didn't lie. So I've been very blessed in life and very successful. Of course, your your most memorable, I think, uh, I would guess, uh, experience when you were playing at Southern Miss was winning the NIT and all of that. But any other stories about that, guys you played against, you know, any oh. of these NBA guys that you trash talk with, that were yeah, matched yeah, up yeah, with? Yeah. Dale Curry was the best matchup probably I've ever had, and he had 37 on me without a three-point line. That was the year they didn't oh. have a three-point line. And you know, <laughs> Milt Wagner, who's one uh -huh. his father and DJ's yeah, Louisville. Mm -hmm. I, spoke to, I just spoke to him yesterday. He's one of my best friends. Purvis Ellison is a good friend. Uh -huh. You know, it's just so many guys that I played against in college. I that, but Milt is just like somebody I always kept in touch with. We always talk. Kenny Payne, who's the head coach of Louisville, mm -hmm. uh, right. played against him a long time. George McLeod. Yeah, so played against all those guys, Keith Lee, William Befford, Andre Turner. Uh -huh. So had an opportunity to play against all those guys at a young age. And I didn't think I belonged. But once I got on the court with them, they were they were like, yo, you're pretty good. So that gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah, tell us about Randolph Keith, though, I mean, because he eventually he did become a first rounder. Uh, you guys came in together. Were you guys close? You guys hung out together? Yeah, yeah. We were close, but not like buddies. I was more close with John White, who was a six, seven, two guard from Louisville. We were roommates. Mm -hmm. But Randolph, we all came in together with Casey. But Randolph was a six, eight center who would shoot three pointers. So it allowed us to play at a different pace in the 80s that people didn't play at. Maybe we averaged 88, 89 points a game. We had four people in double figures. So that's unheard of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was looking at the stats for that team, actually. And it's pretty impressive. And and by the time you were a senior, uh, Derek, you led the team in scoring, actually. You outscored uh, Randolph 
over there. So uh, by that time, I guess the scouts were coming in, NBA scouts were watching your games. You know, yes, they're not supposed uh, to be talking to you, right? Where are they supposed to be talking? Are they allowed to talk to you? Oh, oh uh, as you, you can tell, I'm a pretty free willing person. So, and I think I'm kind of bright. So I would go over. None of my teammates knew the drill. Like on the tables where the announcers sit, that's where all the NBA scouts were. So I knew to walk over to the table and see who was there that night. So, you know, if it started off two scouts, as we got better, it was eight scouts. You know, we got a little better, it was 17 scouts. So I would read the, the little stickers and see who was there. So I knew who was in thing. So, and it's like, like I said, progression, I got better as time went on. And I started realizing my skill set. And like you say, my senior year, I averaged maybe 19 points a game, seven mm -hmm. rebounds. That's right. Exactly. 19, yeah. 19.7 and 3.4 assists, to be exact. Yeah, those two, yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> Did you have an, an idea of, you know, where you would land in the in the 88 draft? Um, yeah, I went to the combine. That means I was top 60 players, which that's top 60 players in the world. Uh, and... Detroit called me on draft day and was like, we're going to take you 31st. That's the year before they won the championship. Mm -hmm. But Finnis Dembo dropped. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they took Finnis. And I went and played basketball and found out that I got drafted by the Nets. I was in the gym working out. Okay. What happened after that? What was the process? Uh, you you want you you intended training camp or because yeah, training back camp. then there was no summer league yet, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We played summer league. We played summer league at Princeton, and we also played in California. And, oh, yeah. uh, okay. And uh, we played both of them, and I did pretty well. But it comes down to the NBA, which you know, you paying somebody three million, you paying somebody two hundred thousand, and they're they're invested there, so. Uh, I wasn't afraid to leave the States and go to Europe and never turn mm -hmm. back. So uh, right. uh, I had an opportunity after having a great career in Greece. The Knicks called me back, wanted to sign me. I went to camp. Pat Riley ran us for three hours. I called my agent and told him, I'm fine in Europe. So, <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah. you know, I wasn't, I don't, you don't have to play in the NBA to be a great basketball player. So, but oh, when yeah. I was, when I would come home in the summer, I would let them know that there are great players everywhere. And now they know that with half of the NBA being from over the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, and, I have know, a question. Oh, so go ahead, Sid. Go ahead. Finish and, you first. know, that 88 draft was pretty loaded, you know. Um, picked uh, two spots ahead of you was Steve Kerr. And then four spots ahead of you was Vernon Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And then the, the pick after you was actually Anthony Mason. Yes. You know, so. Good friend God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then uh, a couple of guys who eventually played in the PBA as well. Keith Smart from Indiana. Sylvester Gray uh, also played the, in the Good PBA. Friend. He was there when I was at Pepsi. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Jerome, he was with Jerome Lane. Jerome Lane. Played for Shell. Uh, yep, Derek wow, Chivas. Derek Chivas. Derek Chivas played for San Miguel. Yeah, yeah, and wow. uh, and Chris Morris actually played in 2002 when he yeah, was we at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, we yeah all those guys, your batchmates in the draft, they all played <laughs> yeah, here in the PBA. I, all, all... I mean, uh -huh. I never thought about that. Thank you for that information. 
Yeah, so those are those are the guys who played. We always we always look at that, you know, the draft that you that you're in. We always look who who else played in the Philippines, you know, just just to give you wow. an idea of, of who, who came over here too. But my 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 question was what what made me curious when I was looking at your bio. Um, so you led the the team in scoring in your senior year. Uh, why does Randolph Keys get drafted at twenty second, and then you get drafted, you know, a couple of rounds later? What are the dynamics of that? How does that work? What, what uh, I mean, did you ever think about that? No, yeah, I can tell you exactly. Uh, we both went to you have what they call the Portsmouth Invitational. Mm-hmm. It's like it's before the pre-draft, and Randolph didn't miss a shot for three oh. days, and I played well. <laughs> I played well. I made all tournament with Dan Marley and guys like that, and Rand- but Randolph went from Portsmouth to the Olympic preseason. So he played so well that the U.S. team in 88 brought him with David Robinson and them for the camp. Right. So he earned right. everything he got. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like better than me. Better. At that time, he played great. And he played great all mm-hmm. through college because he was a 6'8 guy shooting threes. That was unheard of back then. 6'8", you 6'9", know, yeah, yeah. shooting three-pointers. So I respect that. Uh, but I think I, had, I think I had a better career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he didn't he didn't last too long in the NBA. I don't know if he went overseas after that. But, he went overseas, so you, you know, when you go overseas, uh-huh. you got to be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, not saying yeah, that in much. a bad way, but I just I'll tell him to his face. I think my skill set was a lot better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we did we did see that. Let's look at the next photo, Carly. Let's yeah. move on with the time capsule. Yeah, there you go. So, so, so then you're you're playing in Europe and 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 uh, you know you're you're doing your your thing over there. How do you end up in the Philippines? Uh, money. Okay. Opportunity. It's like, hey, you go to Philippines for three months, you can make this amount. And I get off the plane, I get seventy-seven points. And then I get yeah, seventy-eight. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. what the hell is going on? That's not normal. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> over here it is. We didn't. I, I've never done that in my life. Like I tell my kids uh-huh. that they think that I'm crazy. They're like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, so, Yo, yeah, this photo is actually because when you came here over 1990, Pepsi and Pop Cola, they were expansion teams, right? So yes. this was actually this was taken on the very first uh, uh, game is of that, that season. Lorenzo, the owner, Moro yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah, that's Moro throwing up the ball. Yeah. That's Moro. Yeah, that's right. Great man. He this was the open. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he ha- he actually has a whole sports facility named after him in uh, one of the schools here. Oh wow! Called, called the Moro Lorenzo Sports Center. He he, he was a damn good down. basketball player too in his day. Yeah, he was a great great man. Like my time there, I wish I could have been. Like I wish the seasons were longer. Like yeah, we'll talk about that later. The whole Philippine uh-huh. experience. Yeah. So, so this was what opening were, day. What were you you feeling some... here, yeah, because it, it was opening day. This is actually a ceremonial tip to to uh, fire off the the 1990 season. So we, they they arranged for the two expansion teams to play in the very first uh, uh, game of that season. And as you can see, the the ultra back then was jam packed. Yeah. So yeah, what what were your impressions of, uh, of the PBA on that opening day? I, I didn't have a good understanding uh how good these guys would be you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i learned that they play good basketball in the philippines 
and but I've never been on a team where I get 35 shots. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I, yeah. It's like maybe I shot. I think I shot 30 free throws or something like that, man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like, yeah. yeah. And I averaged 52 points. I tell my kids, <laughs> they're like, "You're lying." I'm like, so, so you know, my first experience was interesting. But my Alaska experience, I really got to experience what's the beauty of Filipino basketball and really respect it on a high level. Well, just to uh, put this game into context, I, I, I think you scored 77 points, but Pop Cola actually was playing without an import on that, on that day, fault. I remember. That's their fault. I had nothing to do yeah. with it. Yeah. No, no, oh, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that they, they had no one to guard you all well. So. Yeah, so you yeah, did I your think, thing, man. Yeah. So, yeah, That's you went to territory. <laughs> no, so it must have been crazy for you to start, you know, seeing how open things were for you and just putting everything in. But, you know, but but actually you were wrong. You averaged 55 points in your first season here for this team. That's it was a 52. Did. Yeah, I, I have the stats. I have the stats with me right now. So 55 points with a high of 77. That's, that was that not ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You're better than Will Chamberlain, man. So hey man, I don't even want to talk about that. That's like that's (laughs) that doesn't make sense to me at all. Let's talk about let's talk about some of the guys. Yeah. If you sent me the score sheet, my friends would not believe it. (laughs) I will send it to you. I will send it to you later. You don't want it. it. Okay, they're not gonna believe you. We're looking at this photo and then you your teammate, one of your teammates here. That, that, uh, so I want to talk about your team. That first year, you're one and nine, as you told me when we when we uh, talked yeah. the other day. You didn't win too many games. That guy over there, your teammate, Ricky Relosa. You remember him? Yes. So he was one of the roughest, toughest guys the league has ever seen. And yes. you know, he had your back. I'm sure he set some screens for you, and and, and he was, you know, he, he handled the business for you. How, how was that? You know, getting along with your teammates? Are there guys that you remember very clearly? Any stories on that Pepsi team? Well, on, on the Pepsi team, I only remember faces. Okay. I don't only remember mm-hmm. faces. I mean, I know the face, but the relationships really wasn't... Those guys didn't really speak a lot of English. You know, uh-huh. those couple guys. But when I got to Alaska, everybody was stars. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So, I got... Yeah, the, it was different. It was different, you know what I'm saying? These guys, I go play a game. I would try to hang out with them, but you know, I'm an easy guy to get along with, and I love my teammates. So I had a great time, but it just wasn't as close a relationship as I would have later on as my journey in the Philippines. And about the coaching, what did you think about the coaching at that time uh, here in the Philippines? You know, Coach Edo Campo was was your coach. Uh, how how different or how similar was it to your previous coaches? Hey. A capo just like gave me the ball. You know, I never liked that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said in the beginning, I'm more of a team guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I believe in getting scoring efficiently. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to take a lot of shots. I want to pass. I get enjoyment out of my teammates playing well. So when, when Tim put me in a triangle, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't like scoring like that. You know, so it was it was a position. I would cramp up every day, so they was using me too much. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I would cramp mm-hmm. up. I mean, it's overuse. So it was fun, but yeah. I like to win. Yeah, I mean, who plays 43 minutes a game every night, right? Yeah. I did. Yep, you did exactly. <laughs> yeah, for the first time in your life, you're like yeah. in the whole game. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, you didn't look too happy over there too on that, in that photo. That's another L. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Because you guys beat Pop Cola in that opening game because you know they didn't have an import, but then after that it was all downhill. Yeah, it was downhill. Uh, and you know, let, let's face it, that Pepsi team wasn't really a powerhouse. You know, it was an expansion team, and uh, you know uh, they were just getting uh, used to each other. But what about the uh, the players who went up against? You know, um, we asked this of all our guests. Would you remember who was the first op opposing player who sort of, you know, welcomed you to to the PBA with a, you know, with, with a hit or or whatever? What's the big guy who used to play for Sunkiss? Mm. Number yeah. 11. Number, number he 10. remembers the number. Number 11 is Sunkiss. Who was that? Ria Lubit, maybe. Huh? Ria Lubit, Zaldi Ria Lubit. Yep, that's him. That's the guy. Okay. Yep, that's That'll the guy. I never bit. had. That was the only person I really had problems with. With Benji, I love Benji, and, and uh -huh. um, uh, Benji played very well. Alvin Patrimonio, Alvin. he was uh -huh. a very, very good player. Great footwork, and the flying, the flying A. That's my guy, Johnny A. Yeah, so I respect him. What was the other? Um, Alvarez, Nelson, Nelson oh, Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah, Nelson and, and Bong. Yeah, yeah, bomb, bomb. yeah, so I respected all those guys. Didn't like San Miguel guys too much because, you know, I, I, you know, that was just me. I know we're on the San Miguel program right now, so it is what it is. But you know, <laughs> No problem. Yeah, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's 30 years ago, so it's fun. Yeah. So, but, Not you know, but I think a lot of that did was with their fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, it created an atmosphere that really wasn't there. But it was there, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying. So playing yeah. against Shell and Sunkiss was more of a basketball game to me. I respected those guys. Victor Solis says number eleven of uh, Sunkiss was Nelson Asaitono. Actually, that's yeah, what that's, that's what Solis. Nelson Asaitono. Okay. That's, that's Nelson, that's the okay. name. Not Zaldi. Okay. Yeah, what did he do to you? Do you remember? It was just cheap shots, but you know it's basketball. I didn't take it personal. <laughs> You know yeah, saying? well, they called him the bull, so he was trying to bully you, trying to bully you. So, but you can't hit what you can't touch. <laughs> That's true. You were quicker for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember when you, you were playing with Pepsi, you shot a commercial with them, right? Yeah, exactly. I was still out there. My kids play it every birthday. They send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a copy. <laughs> no, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, oh, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pepsi that was crazy. Me. How how did how did that go? I mean, th that that's how that there was a lot of downtime because you guys weren't really playing so well, and then they get you for that. How long did it take to film that? Was it just a day, a couple of hours? Uh, no, it took maybe ten hours to do that. And what's wow. so, okay? When Pepsi had a concert tour with a bunch of famous actresses and singers that they would send me to the provinces and just walk on stage and wave and stuff. It was the funniest thing ever. I'm like, bro, what am I doing <laughs> on stage? It's like, I'm with these You're actors. a star. You're a star yeah, like, here when you actors, were here. Actors, so I was like, I'm just, yeah. I'm like, why am I here? It was fun, though. It was a great experience. I'll never forget it. But it was yeah. crazy because I still remember the, the commercial, you you bouncing that ball and all yeah. that. Like, you know, it's very clear in my mind. Mm -hmm. So we right. would see that all the time. Pepsi I was really promoting like their product. My kids, it's funny. It's the craziest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. Next, next photo, Carly. I, I understand. I think it's still a, in a Pepsi uniform. 
Yeah. There you go. There you there, are with the well, dunk. There's Nelson, but he's but with he Pure was Foods still, there. Yeah, he was still with Pure Foods back then. Uh, yeah. He's the one on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see him. Yeah. Never forget yeah. him. <laughs> who's behind the noise? See, see who's behind Derek there. Is that... Yeah, uh, I, know, I can't figure out. I, that's I Bernie Villarias, right? That, that's Bernie yeah. Villarias. I don't yeah. know none of the names. I'm yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That bothers me so much. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's Ricky Bernie and Ricky. Again. Yeah. But I told you, Ricky's always there. That's Ricky's hilarious. based in the States now. That guy, Ricky's based in the States. He's in the West Coast. Oh, he is? Yeah. Uh, and there you are with one of your dunks. And I remember, yes, you would fly in the air and slam that ball home often. Uh, you were probably and the crowds were crazy. What you say? You were probably 10 years old then. Uh, I was uh, no, we were we were in our teens. We were we yeah. were in university I already. College yeah. already. I was in college okay, already. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're not as young as you think. <laughs> we're not as old as I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sean was Sean was ribbing you the other day. Sean Chambers. Thanks to Sean Chambers, by the way, for getting us yeah, in touch with Derek Sean. Hamilton. Oh wow, uh, Sean, finally got. Yeah, I heard him talk about you're old. I got that. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here now, Sean. If you're listening. Here's a funny question. Here's a funny question. James T asked this. Do you remember actress Dina Bonnevi dancing for Pepsi before your game? She was your muse at the time. The lady who walked with you guys on the opening ceremonies. Do you remember, I remember her at all? that? But I don't remember her. I remember this whole okay. thing happening, like walking out <laughs> with the little flag and stuff. But yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Yeah, that's nuts, man. I'm looking at I'm looking at this and and so you like you said it was uncomfortable territory for you. You didn't take thirty shots ever in your life. Now you're taking thirty. You're scoring in your fifties all the time. But as the games went on, so you're like fifth, sixth game already. Uh, I guess it was standard fare. You, you adjusted. You knew that every time you were gonna be holding that ball ninety percent of the time, right? Yeah, it's still crazy to me. Like I said, it, it's, it's, <laughs> I've never had a season like that. That was one time in my life. But to put the ball in my hand, I guess they had to do it because we were mm -hmm. always at a disadvantage. So I understood mm -hmm. it, and it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing, but also it really wasn't me. And like, but I had to do it to even be close in the games, or we have a chance to win. And you know, Mr. Lorenzo would even give me bonuses when we lost. He was like, "Yo, you played so good." Like I'm like, "Whoa, who does this?" <laughs> Who does this? I, I lost the game and I'm getting a bonus. That's so yeah, awesome, like, right? He was like, it's not your fault. I'm like, okay. And so stuff like that made me come and play hard. Like, if he's going to let me try to win for this man, you know, Mr. Lorenzo's such a great man. And he would bring me around his family and go to eat. He was just, it was such a great man. Yeah, that's right. Well, that, that's really awesome. Next photo, please, Kylie. He is missed. Yeah, he is missed, you know. That's in Greece. But then, so, so yeah. yeah, after the, after, as you mentioned, you did play all over Europe. Uh, and uh, after that one conference stint with Pepsi, you're back in Europe. And, and, and I guess this is one of those stints mm. over there. Tell us about your playing days there. I mean, uh, were you treated the same way you were treated here in the Philippines? Are you like a, you know, did, you, did you get into any commercials when you were in Europe? Yeah, I mean, for like seven years of my life, I was probably at the top of the European game. And I say that very humbly, uh, but uh, go to Greece, you play against great Yugoslavians, great Russians. I mean, great Spaniards to play in the EuroLeague is it's tough. And, you know, you can notice there, my scoring went from 55 a game to probably 25 or 20 and then 19. So 
it, it's a different game, bigger players, but I loved every minute. My kids were born in Europe, have a lot of friends in Europe, and I was able to play great basketball starting in Greece and at Ike. I think I was the MVP of the league my first year there. Well, there's your teammate Ricky Relosa. He's watching. You know, he, I see those you. photos earlier. Yep. <laughs> so he's he's based in the West Coast. So if you ever you head over there to LA. Hey, no, Ricky, he... we play San Francisco 49ers on Christmas night in San Francisco. Uh -huh. So you better get together. You guys yeah. better get in touch, man. So Ricky, okay, I'll let him head know. over to uh San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Rick, makita kayo ni Derek Jan. So he's one of your former, at least one of your former teammates is watching right now. So, so, so Europe, I mean, you were mostly in Greece. Is that, is that right? Oh, I played five years, five, four years in Greece, four years in Israel, mm -hmm. one year in Russia, year in Spain, and Italy for Italy. two years. Italy, yeah. Yeah. Out of I don't all know of those countries. I've never been to Slovenia in my life. Hmm. Okay. But out of all of those countries that you played in, Derek, which which country had the you know the wildest fandom? Greece, easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you playing against Panathinaikos and Olympiakos, it's eighteen thousand in there. Smoke is in the building; they're throwing coins at you. But I, <laughs> and I played for Ike, which is a big soccer team. They got a big basketball following too. So, hey, I like that though. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like playing against opposing fans. I really wasn't a talker. You know what I'm saying? I let my play talk for itself. So, but I, I love stuff like that. Like, get me going. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yep. Then there's some NBA guys also you know, who ended up mm -hmm. in, in Europe. I mean, guys who did, didn't pan out for them in, in the NBA. And they're playing there. Did some of your old friends from way back in college, or you know, did did you see them there when you were playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Milt Wagner was my teammate in Europe mm -hmm. for three years. Um, all those guys eventually came to Europe after the NBA was. I played, <laughs> yeah, you know, Dominic Wilkins, Cliff yeah. Livingston, all those guys. I went against all Pasco, Pasovic, and Bogdanovich. I played against Ginobili. I knew Ginobili, and he was 20, 21 years old. In Italy, I went and I'm like, bro, you're really good. So a lot of those guys, I played against a lot of those late European guys in the late 90s, early 2000s that came to the NBA. I played against all those guys at a high level and uh, very good basketball in Europe. That's I still, oh, yeah. I still like, now I train, I, I train like 12 first round draft picks. We'll get to that later. And maybe, you know, my guys have made over $200 million. So right, right. I've, been, I've been able to take what I learned in Europe mm -hmm. and put my own fix on it because in Europe, you practice twice a day. It taught me how to work on your game. And I think the Americans and the rest of the world are behind mm -hmm. when it comes to that because in Europe at 15, you don't have to go to school. Mm -hmm. you, if yeah. that's your business, you become a pro. You know what I'm saying? So you can see what Luca does. You can see what Giannis yeah. does. Like these guys are professionals at 16, 17 years old. It's because they work twice a day and they work on skill. And Europe taught me how to be a pro. It taught me how to work, how to get in the weight room, how to do things like that. And so I take that with me now and I work my kids the same way. It's like, you know, we're up at 530 in the morning. We're up working because somebody else mm -hmm. is sleeping. 
So my son now, like you said, we'll talk about that. One of the best players in the yeah. NFL. Right. And he told me, I asked him the other day he was home. I'm like, did you think I was crazy for waking you up at 530 in the morning? He was like, no, I thought it was normal. So mm -hmm. I was doing something the right way. And we we're both my yeah. kids. I had a son that played university at University of Pennsylvania in the Ivy League who now mm -hmm. works in New York in the financial district. And I would wake them up 530. We're in the gym at six. School starts at eight. I'm telling them, okay, your body's up and working. The other kids are sleepy. Mm -hmm. Your already working. So that Europe taught me that, long story short. It just taught me how to get the best out of myself. So I think that's when I became a better basketball player. Mm -hmm. You saw that when I came back to Alaska. I was a whole total. Yeah. 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 yeah, precisely. Next next picture, yeah. Carly, please. Yeah, the next. Yeah, the next photo there. There you are. That's Alaska. You're on the yeah. bench yeah, beside Merwin Costello, and then there's this flying ace beside you. I know you all of those right. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Watch yeah. and then the uh, June Reyes. Yeah. And you got the big boy, big boy Bolado. You remember him? Chris yeah, Bolado? God, God rest his soul. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That's I right. And then Dickie Backman. Dickie Backman's a big shot here now. You know that, right? Know. He's a big I shot. I know. I talked to him. And JoJo. <laughs> yeah. Like this team in Bong. We all hung out together every day. Mm -hmm. Dinner, mm -hmm. movies, your house, my house. And I'm pretty sure it's still like that to this day if we saw each other. That's why Sean yeah. is so connected with these guys. That's right. Yeah, he's really close. He's been, you know, seeing them and everything. This Coach Eric, you remember Coach Eric as well. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. gone. Well, he's, he's left us as well. You know? That's right. And then Don Don Ampalaya with the arms folded. Everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah. He was a big fan favorite. So there you are, packed house. So you, you you played in Europe, you honed your skills, as you said, and all of a sudden someone comes a call in. How'd you get the Alaska call? Uh my agent, he was like, Tim Cohn likes you. I was like, who is Tim Cohn? And mm -hmm. once once again, summertime, I wasn't married yet. All right. I was like, let's go. So I went over there. I knew nothing about Alaska. And I found out he was running the triangle. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're going to be Michael Jordan in the triangle. And JoJo, so I love JoJo. JoJo mm -hmm. was so surreal and so cerebral. Those guys were so cerebral. It was easy to play with them. For me, it was like stealing candy from a baby. You know, you got mm -hmm. all these, you can't guard me now. Now you can't put everybody on me. So, and it showed. I think we might have lost four games in two years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you had, had a pretty good record during the time. That's the time Alaska was on the rise, really about to grab the league by storm, you know, winning all those championships. Uh, really strong and team. Then, yeah, and then uh, I think I was targeted because between me and Sean, they knew nobody else was going to win. So, mm -hmm. and what happened, happened. I'm not going to say it, it wasn't true, but to, today is looked at in a whole total different like a lifetime ban. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. A lifetime yeah. ban, like that's that's super obsessive for anything. Yeah. Nobody goes to jail for that long. So, you know, I just uh -huh. think and Mr. Fred was amazing, but I I think that that was just something that I'll never get over because I had a lifetime contract with Alaska. Mr. Fred wow. was like, uh -huh. Mr. Fred was like, hey, you're coming back here as long as you want to. And the same with Sean. And then we were going to win all Filipino, 6-6 six, six and under, 6-2 and under. Mm -hmm. That was going to continue to happen. 
because nothing uh-huh. was going to change. I, I hate to be arrogant, but mm-hmm. nothing was going to change because we had that good of players, and Johnny A was that good. You know, uh-huh. he, he was. was he really was. And yeah. everything was set up for us to be, like, amazing. And I, I'll stand on that forever. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's hard to disagree because that team was really awesome. And, and you know, from 55 points, your average went down to 30 points. Uh, but it's because there's so many good yeah. people on that team and you're running a different kind of offense. Tell us about Tim Kondo. I mean, you didn't yeah. know him. Now he came He came to call you. Uh, you joined that team. He tells you, okay, you're going to be Michael Jordan in the triangle. But, but what else did you get from Tim Kondo? You know, he's still coaching. He's the top coach until now. He just coached the national team to, of course, to a of championship. Course. What I learned from Tim was he was a perfectionist and it helped that he was American. So mm-hmm. we understood each other and he knew how to talk to me. He knew how to how, how I ticked and and he was a tactician and he next to Phil Jackson and Tex winners, nobody on earth knows the triangle better. And I'm willing to mm-hmm. bet that with anybody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And but he was good at putting the right players in that offense. And and Mr. Fred let him do what he needed to do for the team to be great. And Tim did a great job. I think he's one of the, he might be the best coach I've ever played for on any level. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's but still a really high praise. He, every yeah. team he's gone to in the PBA has won at least one championship, at least yeah. two actually. So, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, not just one man, a bunch, a bunch of championships. Yeah, <laughs> were were you uh, were you ever the target of his fury? Because you know I've heard stories about you know how sometimes he he'd explode in practice and you Who know cares? It's only words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's never got on yeah. me because I I worked hard and I played hard and like I said to start it off, my IQ was pretty good, so mm-hmm. I understood you know. But now yeah. Tim never Tim never screamed at me ever. We never had an argument. Mm-hmm. You know oh, that's great. There was a mutual respect. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind being coached hard, but he really didn't have to coach me hard. He never raised his voice at JoJo. I don't, I don't remember. I, he would be mad <laughs> at halftime. You know what I'm saying? Every uh-huh. coach is mad at halftime, but he's fiery. I like that. Well, he and JoJo would fight all the time. I mean, they would. Yeah, they, they said it even on even on the show when they were our guests. They would fight all the time, but then you know, after the game, they're all hugs and kisses again. Saying, but... I, I don't consider that fighting. Uh-huh. JoJo's super uh-huh. smart, great player. <laughs> Tim, super smart, great coach. Hey, we have a disagreement, but it never went to the court. Right, right, yeah. That that that's you know that, that's that's really in Alaska. That, that was the time you joined Alaska at the right time. They got you at the right time, so everything just fell together. And then, that's why that, I was that, so that, upset that was... when the. Uh, <laughs> The marijuana op, you know, situation came down. Okay, I smoked uh-huh. a joint. I'm sorry about that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, but it's like a lifetime ban. That's what gets me. Like, really? Yeah. Whatever. Like, for one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't yeah, mind. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. It's it a bit harsh. A, uh, it was a different time Egypt. back then. You know. And yeah. Actually, you and. Ronnie Tompkins actually was also banned left lifetime for that and uh, the same offense but you know um, it, the, the culture here was just different back then so it yeah. was really yeah. unfortunate it was really yeah. unfortunate me and Ronnie were two different people though like oh yeah of course, oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
chill. You know what I'm saying? So I got Ronnie was in that, and I heard yeah, he that, was a, he was a bit more volatile than you. <laughs> a lot more, bro. A lot more. Volatile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even yeah, close. Just, <laughs> yeah, you were saying you, right, heard but, that, you heard what you were saying? Oh, that when he got caught, I got caught two days later because he told them I'm not the only one that smokes. Oh, okay. okay. That's how I came to me. To be okay. very honest, 30 years later, before he got on the plane, he was like, well, you need to check Hamilton. And the next day. Oh, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. So he got, okay. he went before me, you remember? Mm -hmm. he, yeah. He was kicked out before me. And then two days later, my stuff happened. So. So he didn't follow what, what Al Pacino said in, in Scent of Woman. I'm not a snitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he yeah. was a snitch. Yeah, yeah, he, he snitched. But it's okay. <laughs> I still have friends that, in the Philippines. I'm talking to you guys now. Oh, that's not a problem at all. The people remember you. We posted that you're going to be our guest. You saw all the, you saw all the comments, Derek. You saw, right, right, you saw right, them right, on the right, post. Right, 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 right. So then, uh, things are forgotten, and now they're just remembering, oh, that's what happened. Okay, that's why he wasn't there when they won, you know? So yeah, Sean came in yeah. and did a great job. You know, he always but, does. You know, let's talk about Sean Chambers, though. I mean, you know, yeah. he's your friend, and then right. he, he he's the, the Alaska guy. When you think about the uh, imports for for Alaska, that team, you guys are friends, of course. Did you learn anything from him? Because he had been here a bit longer than you already, and and no, you know, I never saw him doing. because it was two different conferences. So when he was playing, uh -huh. I was uh -huh. in Europe. But I heard of Sean. You know, what I'm saying through all uh -huh. the guys. And then when I when the situation happened with me, Mr. Fred kept me around a month to, because we were fighting it in courts and with the with the organ with the organization to try to get me to play and retest. So Sean came, he was in practice. So that was my first opportunity to be around him. Great guy. Once again, perfect for the team. You know, a winner, mm -hmm. a selfless basketball player. And this is an all around great guy. And you know, you can tell what he's doing now with the girls he works with in California. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, he I was just over here. He was just over yeah. here recently. Sean's been coming back and forth, you know, and I think he did get a coaching thing going on with one of the teams right now. You, you were almost here, Derek. Tell us about that. You were just, you almost were in the Philippines. Tell me about I, that. Tell, tell I them. In, I was in the Philippines. <laughs> Yeah, so, he was here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So JoJo, uh, I saw JoJo at the Summer League out in Vegas. And he knew, like like I said before, I worked with Jody Meeks, Lou Williams, Ray John Rondo, Malcolm Delaney, Derek mm -hmm. Anderson, Tony Delk. So I trained all those guys. All those guys were my clients. So JoJo had been watching what I was doing from afar, getting these guys to the NBA. And so I, I have a very unique skill to work with people on the basketball court. And mm -hmm. we were in Vegas. He was like, hey, won't you come and work with my team in the Philippines? So Sean and I were supposed to be there together when Sean was there the first time, maybe two months ago. So I'm rushing out. This is going to be a great story. I'm rushing out of the house. I got a safe with my passports in it. Grab my passport, get on the plane. Boom. California, get through customs. Boom. On the Filipino airline. So I'm 13 hours, get off of Manila. JoJo's outside waiting for me to go to training camp. Picked up the wrong passport. <laughs> what? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I get all the way. I told my friends I was gonna tell this story tonight. They're like, don't tell it. I'm like, I gotta cleanse my soul. So I get all the way to Manila and the Interpol stops me. It's like, have this passport been lost? I'm like, no, I only got one stamp in here. So I declared it lost, but found my other passport. When I get got ready to go to the Philippines, I just reached, not thinking, I reached in the safe and grabbed a passport. Right. Grabbed the wrong one. So I flew 14 hours, stayed in Manila Airport for 13 hours, got back on a plane, flew back to the States 13 hours, all in 36 hours. <laughs> so yeah, you were here. <laughs> yeah, I was there. So <laughs> Jojo, they, they let Jojo in because he's Jojo. So I sat and talked to him for about four and a half hours. We called Dickie. Dickie calls the consulate. We got to get the big boss to sign off on it. He wasn't there. I was like, well, I got to go back home. So I went home and yeah, I'm supposed to be back in March to work with Jojo's team before the next conference. That's great. Oh. We're going to we're, we'll see, see you then. Yeah, we'll and I will have the right passport because they took the other one back <laughs> when I got. Yeah, to the so there's no way, there's no way you can make a mistake this time, right? Man, I feel so dumb about that. That's and so... you're never gonna leave for a trip again without looking at the passport that you pick up. But you right? know what that tells me? I gotta come back because the last two times I've been was in Manila were not good. I got <laughs> That's right. Third time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You have to be back. And then, well, Jojo's having some problems with his team right now, lots of injuries and all of that, but they're competing. They've won a couple of games. They've lost some. Yeah, but we yeah, talked. They probably talk need you. I asked him how the team was doing. And I think every team, like when you win, people get a little arrogant. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be able to do the dirty work. And I, that's what I think I told Jojo, like, Somebody's got to be a leader. Somebody's got to do the dirty work. Yeah, well, it's tough. It's tough because he got he's got yeah. players coming in and out of the lineup. But anyway, do you remember this guy? The guy you're you're up against on the in this photo, Ronnie. Uh huh. He Very was on the show guy. maybe three months ago. I played him. I played against him in college, so I knew him from the mm -hmm. states mm -hmm. at UNO. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. You should have you seen him lately? No, I hadn't seen him. He's probably forty pounds lighter. He's a he's a vegan. He's a vegetarian, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Vegan, vegan and he's really vegan. I can see him doing you should, that. You should see him, man. He's like all slim and trim. And he, you know what? He's on the is it pickleball or paddleball? Same pickleball that he plays. Pickleball, yeah. Pickleball. He's, uh, I don't know if he owns. He wants to. He wants to be on the pro. He won't. No, he wants to be on the yeah. pro circuit for that. Yeah. He wants to be the champ, the national champion. So that's hey, what he does. Do like I'm a I'm a pescatarian myself. I don't eat beef, pork. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'm all, all right. about that. I meditate every morning, so so yeah. all, that, that that's all good. So that's Ron Grandison. I know there's a couple of more photos, Carly. Let's look at the next one. I want because it's he's got a bunch of photos. It's the two of you. Yeah, there's Ron, Ronnie Grandison again. Was that in the finals? Yeah, yeah I think probably. That's yeah. probably in the finals. Yeah. yeah, there you're about to you're about to hit the deck over there. I can see it. It's yeah, about to happen. Yeah, that was the story of my life. Do, do you remember <laughs> that finals? Uh, Against the, it was Sunkiss, right? Yeah, do, yeah. Do you remember their top local player back then, uh, Verhel Meneses? He went on to win MVP yeah, that were, season. Yeah, yeah, he was a very good player. Number 13, 23 or something. 
Yeah, what was Verhel's number? <laughs> jersey number. No, I'm sure all our followers know that. What, yeah. what was the jersey number of Verhel Meneses? We, we, we had him on the show. Really, really good player. Really, really. Yeah, he, could, he could jump. He could jump yeah. as well. Yeah, big hands. Yeah. Number 18. 18. I, yeah. Number 18. Number 18. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Senior moments for Sid yeah, and for me. Moment. We're supposed yeah. to know those jersey numbers, man. What's what's going on? Yeah, so he's he's a mayor now in his town. Wow. So he's like Pacquiao. Yeah. Uh, just, well, on a so smaller Pacquiao scale. Became a, yeah, Pacquiao became a yeah. senator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Pacquiao went out. He was there in his place and he, you know, he branched out and now he, he wanted to become president, but it didn't happen. Yeah, so everybody, I just ask once, and then boom, everybody puts eighteen in the comments. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you got loyal followers. Yeah, well, they are. You know, they're really loyal. They've been watching us. You know, Derek. Just, just so you know, this show's been on since the pandemic. So you know, it's almost four years, and all these guys have been joining us every week just to listen to wow, you guys. Awesome. I think I need to join you guys now. I'm gonna uh, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, you better. Watch do. all the guys. Watch all those uh, your your former teammates. I, you, except that a lot of them talk in Tagalog, so you won't understand. You can do the close, do yeah, the translation well, thing. Yeah, Alaska. We've had JoJo. We've had Dicky, uh, June Reyes, Bong Hawkins, Roel Gomez, Roel Gomez, Tim Cohn. Yeah, Coach Tim also was one of our first guests. Right. So Bong yeah, is my, first, my best friend on the team. Bong, really? Oh, yeah. Bong, yeah. Him and his wife. That was a fun. That was a fun episode we had with Bong. Yeah, he was. Bong's he was. Like, yeah, he was one-liners here and there. That, that was just nuts. Let's look at the next photo. I think it's Ronnie Grandison again, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, with Derek. There you are. See, you got no color yeah. pictures. That wasn't 1850, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Man. That's all we could find. That's all we could find. So, yeah, yeah color separation. The Pepsi ones the, were colored. There's yeah. Johnny. So, so, but, but, you know. So, you, you mentioned how great you thought Bong was, Jolas, Johnny A. Um, do you remember guys from the other teams that that impressed the hell the hell out of you? Uh, Manessa, you, you said. I told you, Benji. Benji, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Alvin Patrimonio, I really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really respect his game, and Alvarez, I respected mm -hmm. his game a lot. Didn't like Jaworski like that. I mean, I, I didn't see the real him. I just saw somebody like coming in and running over people. But I can respect that though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, uh, you caught it. You caught him. You caught him towards the towards the end though. Yeah, I, mean, I can yeah. see where he can play. I'm just joking around right now. I respect yeah, yeah, him yeah. a lot. Be 50 years old, yeah. still trying to play basketball. I respect that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, it's like I can't remember a lot of. I remember a lot of guys on Sunkiss. Bobby Parks was a good friend of mine. God rest his soul again. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. I respected Bobby a lot. Ken Redfield, you know, all those mm -hmm. guys were guys. So, uh, but just Filipino basketball was super, super fun. And the fans mm -hmm. were the best part of it because, you know, 18,000 people, I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, every night. Every, every night. night. Like, this is real. And, like, you can't go out and eat. I didn't like that part. I don't like being famous. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real good with that. I just want to be a normal person, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? And my son's going through that now. He hates it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where did you stay when you were here in the in the in Manila for Alaska? Makati. Makati. We're in Makati. Okay. Were you by yourself? Yes. And then my wife. I mean, I'm divorced now, but my ex-wife. She came when I came to Alaska. She came with me. But when I was with Pepsi, I was. I don't remember. I was thinking. I was staying in Green Hills. 
Green Hills, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you remember that? Would, would you do you remember places you'd go to? Yeah, huh? Huh? places you'd hang out at, you know, eat. Would you go you out at night? Was there? I I can't do that right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Where where you'd hang out? Okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we get, get it, that. We get okay. It. We respect that. No problem. <laughs> so 95 and 96 commissioner's cups. Uh Sid, do you know let's let's ask this. Did they ever feed you balut? Yes. You know, the egg? The duck? See, you I ate am, it? Did you eat it? Yes. I am the American and Jojo uh tested this and bong. I would try everything once. I had cow brain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with JoJo's, they'd be like, man, stop being an American. Try this. And I'm like, okay. One time. So, <laughs> first time I ever had sushi was in the Philippines. Now, I eat sushi all the time. Yep. But I've had the, yeah, the little egg almost kill me, but I tried it. <laughs> almost killed me. <laughs> it's not that bad. I don't like it, it as well. I like the flavor. It, I don't like the little, little bird. They still yeah, have cockfights in the Philippines? Yeah, on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah, yeah. It's, still it's still there. still a thing. It's still a thing. And I, I got a story here. My first, go, go. my first week in the Philippines playing for Alaska, my driver name's Noel. I hope Noel's watching this. And uh, so after practice, we go shopping. I'm walking around. I catch a cramp. Oh, my man. whole body locks up. Downtown Manila. So I'm laying in the middle of the street. You know what I'm saying? People bringing me water, and somebody stole my sneakers. Wow. Whoa! They they took my shoes. So when I stopped cramping, I had to walk barefoot. It was the funniest thing ever, man. Like, I'm laying on the ground cramping, and somebody stole my sneakers. True story. That's a problem. That's a problem. That happens here, man. You get into an accident. Crazy, yeah. yeah you're gonna lose everything. <laughs> you know, actually, I'm Sean has a similar story. Excuse me. Uh, uh, Sean has a similar story, you know, about a thief. I don't know if he ever told you this story. Uh, someone no. snatched his uh, handbag while he was sitting in a mall, and he actually chased the guy, and he caught him. Oh, yep. wow. I yeah. didn't catch yep. the guy because I was laid out. <laughs> yeah. But because Sean's his passport, his passport story. was there. His his money was there, you know. Yeah. So he had so to he ran like back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a couple of minutes, chased the guy. And the guy got tired, and Sean, of course, being the supreme athlete yeah. at the time. <laughs> And his Got American it. instincts cock kicked in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You you gotta love this comment. Only in the Philippines. Only in the Philippines. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, the stories like that. No, that, that that's nuts. I think it's funny, oh. but yeah, it did happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. yes. Uh, Ronnie Grandison, did he give you problems? No, not really. Uh, Ronnie was, he wasn't one of those Americans that was going to kill you. He was a solid mm -hmm. player, you know right. what I'm saying? You know, strong rebound, long arms. So I didn't really have a problem with him. Bobby Parks was probably my toughest matchup. Yeah, for yeah, because Bobby was, the, the, just, to, just to let you know, uh, Derek, the, the best import award now is called the Bobby Parks best yeah. import award. And he, because he, he was, you know, seven ahead, times he won it. You, yeah, you won it seven knew, times. Yeah. Bobby knew me from right. college, so he really mm -hmm. took me under his arms in the Philippines when I got there with Pepsi. That's who I was with every night. You know, yeah. He he looked out and showed me the ropes. 
His son Bobby Ray played for uh, played in the PBA too for yeah, a couple yeah, of I seasons. Knew about that. I knew about but that. now he's in Korea or Japan. Sid? Japan, he's in Japan. He's, he's in Japan. Well. He's a starter. Yeah, for his team yeah, he there. starts. He starts for his team right now. You know, even when, when when Ronnie Grandison was on the show, he even admitted it himself. I'm not the best player on the team. I just work hard. That's what he said. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He was he was a hard worker, solid guy. You need that guy to win, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And he was a winner. You know, he, he did win a couple of championships over here. What's the next photo, Carly? Let's check it out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're there now. So wait. So but do you, do, you go after the Philippines, Alaska, you go back to Europe, you, you play out your career till about 2000-something, you know? 2003, and then, maybe. Yeah. And then you decide it's time to retire. What do you What do you do after you stop playing basketball? You've been playing it for so long. What's next in your life? What did you decide um, to do? My agent at the time, Lucky Capricorni, God rest his soul, was one of the top agents in the world. He died, Italian guy. Uh, so like five years before I retired, he was like, start playing golf. I was like, why are you telling me to play golf? He's like, just start <laughs> playing golf. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, I start playing golf and I've always been good with people. So when I retired that summer, he said, okay, I'm sending you Michael Beatrice, and Anderson Bears, y'all, get them ready for the draft. I'm like, get them ready for the draft. He's like, just do what you do in practice. I've seen you work. Just work with them. And Michael went 11th in the draft, and Bears, went 31st. And from that point on, the agency would send me all their guys pre-draft to the States and work with me. And then I met Derek Anderson, who's one of the top players in the NBA when he was there. And... I saw him one day. He was chubby. I was like, dude, you fat. Can you still play? He's like, well, <laughs> and he, real, real story. He's like, well, get this weight off of me then. So I started working with him and he was an All-American at Kentucky. So then he brought me Tony Delt, Rajon Rondo, Jody Meeks. Jody brought me Lou Williams, Jordan Hill, and Andre Blatch. I trained Andre. When he uh-huh. was getting ready for the Filipino national teams, he worked with me. So I had ability to work with players. So as soon as I retired, I got right into training. And I did that for 15 years. And I helped a lot of guys reach a lot of heights. And I I worked with Candace Parker, uh, Diamond DeShields. So I've been, I've been super great at that. And uh, I retired from that like three years ago. And now I work in wealth management with Truist Bank and uh, mm-hmm. business development. And maybe I think I might get back in basketball because it's my passion. Of course. But but can you give us in a nutshell how, how you train these players? What exactly is your philosophy? What type of training do you do with them? Can I curse on here? Sure. I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, only when I'm on the court because I think that it's the intensity that's, I'm not an asshole like that, you know what I'm saying? But I push players, I push players to the brink of, phys, of of working. But I believe I can do all that in an hour and 20 minutes. I don't need to be in the gym for three hours. If you give me 45 minutes, we get 15 minutes warm up and work with me 50 minutes straight, I think that's enough. So I, I believe in footwork, balance, core strength, and knowledge. Because if I'm smart enough and I'm strong enough, the IQ comes out and then I'm able to play. So I believe in like tennis balls, 
plyometrics, hand-eye coordination, ball mm-hmm. handling. And I think I believe in training is like building a house. No house is built from the top down. It's built from the bottom up. So I mean the bottom up, I mean footwork. Why your feet work like this? Why should your feet go like this? Should I hold my hand on my follow through? And it's just little things I have the ability to to see and to change it when the guys and guys believe in me and I don't give up shit. You know, I'm like, even your NBA guy, you make 15 million a year. I'm going to get in your butt. And I, I, I think they, <laughs> I think they respect that. And I can still shoot. So and I'm still in great shape. So. You know, I'll get out there. I don't play, but, you know, I'll talk a lot of garbage. I can shoot standstills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I believe in I believe in working. And uh, I think JoJo, I, I, I laid out a whole program for Joe for, mm-hmm. for, for for 12 months that I that I between me and him. I can't share it, but uh, mm-hmm. I gave him a whole set of drills that I created uh, between myself and my cousin Antonio. And uh, I just have a I have a unique sense of basketball and I've been able to make it a career on that side of the training aspect. That's really great. You know, some of the personalities you mentioned are, are guys we've watched on TV as well, all those great players and uh, for you to be a part of that. But, but let's, let's focus on this, this photo that's, that's on there right now. Right, right, right. Um, you're a basketball guy. I know you're a football fan. Uh, what's it like for, for a son to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm going to focus on football. Does your, does your brain suddenly shift to football? I mean, suddenly you no, want to focus, you want to be a teacher? No, I, I'm not that dad. Uh, my mm-hmm. oldest one liked basketball. Kyle, who's in the NFL now, he was a basketball player and played through uh-huh. his senior year and uh, had scholarship offers. He was going to go to Princeton and play basketball and football. But mm-hmm. he he grew out of that, that offer, and he ended up playing at Notre Dame, which is one of the biggest colleges in the world. Uh, right. most recognized schools and I could tell he was a football player at like age seven eight because basketball players don't just run into people and like it you know what I'm saying <laughs> that's a different type of that's a different type of mindset so I saw that at an early age but I always kept him in basketball because footwork agility and to this day I'll, after I tell you this I'll tell you a story about him why he's a pro mm-hmm. so and uh so I put him in that and uh he just told me Basketball is for blank blanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Basketball <laughs> players are soft. If you get touched, it's a foul. One person <laughs> gets to shoot all the balls. Maybe it's my job all day to rebound or set screens. That's not fun. You say basketball players are selfish, but it starts making sense to me. If you look at it, one person mm-hmm. shoots, the other person blocks, rebounds so he was like football if i don't block he don't run if i don't catch quarterback don't look good if i don't stop mm-hmm. the quarterback from throwing the ball the team is messed up so football is the ultimate team sport so that's how he wanted to that's that was mm-hmm. his thought mm-hmm. on basketball so yeah it's all a mindset kind of thing perspective yes right i mean because because as you said especially now in today's nba you can blow someone in his ear and get, and get called for a foul, right? That's how it is now. Right. It's a different, it's a different game. So, yeah, so he likes all that, you know, knocking into people and all of that. But, but tell me about that. So eventually he does play. There's a lot of success. And he's drafted into the NFL as a father. How are you feeling with all of this going on? He's playing now for the Ravens. Um, I, I'm excited for my son, but 
we don't we don't throw it in people's face. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We we like to be the people of help. My son's super humble, so it it keeps us humble. You know, he's you know right now he's leading the Pro Bowl votes for safeties. He's leading the All Pro team for safeties. He's just in his second year in the NFL, and uh, he's six four, two hundred thirty pounds, and he moves like a cat. Wow. And uh, but what I was telling you about basketball in the off season, you know, most football guys they go on the field, they train, and I asked him like, why don't you do that? And he was like, I study film, I lift weights, and I play basketball. So every two nights in the off season, dad, can you guys open the gym? And he brings all his friends. So that's his off season training is playing basketball. And I asked him about it. And then he tapped me on my butt walking out the house and said, it's been working so far. So I'm good. So once he told me that, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it's been working for you. So do what you need to do. So basketball has always been at, at the apex of him as a person, but mm -hmm. He's just, it's a lot of six four guards. It's no six four safeties. Mm -hmm. So he's right, one right, of right. one in football. That's right. And that's why he got drafted so high, you know. And then yeah. the person who really pointed this out to me a couple of days ago is telling Derek, uh, Sid, I was with Coach Tim Cohen, and I mentioned Derek was going to be our guest. And he starts ranting about, uh, uh, you know, his son plays in the NFL now. He's one of the best. He's a safety. He got drafted so high, higher than uh, safeties usually get drafted and all that. Because Coach Tim Cohn is a big NFL fan. He's you know, a very, very him. big NFL fan, yeah. But he's, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's like yeah. San Miguel and Alaska. Yeah. That's yeah. During your time, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he's, yeah. He, so he's torn, you know. He wants to cheer for, for your son, but he said but he plays for the Ravens, you know. So he... <laughs> <laughs> you tell Tim, whenever he comes over here, or give me the address, I'm going to send him a Kyle Hamilton Ravens jersey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when you that. come in March, you better bring him one. Just give it, hand it to him. I got it. I got it. I <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, but you know, it's it's hard to handle all that that stardom and everything. Uh, what what's the one piece of advice that Daddy Derek tells him? You know, with all the all the fame and all the the girls and the money and all of that. But see, the difference between my son, he's been with the same girlfriend since the eighth grade. Oh wow! Yeah, he's wow. a different. He's a different kid. You know, he's what like Sid. Like what? He's like Sid. It's the same story like with Sid over here. Yeah, yeah. So, and I respect that about him. And uh, he's he, he's very well known, very good looking guy. And uh, but he doesn't take himself so serious. Uh, you know, he does well. Like if he's quit now, he don't have to work another day in his life. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. and, he, and he knows that, and he's good to his family. And he's just a good man. And I, both of my kids are. And um, I, that's the most as I could be happy for. You know, he's in the NFL. That's fine and dandy. It's a job. It doesn't last forever. And so what we want to do, we want to help as many people as we can. Uh, he has He's an Under Armour athlete. He's one of four. Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, and Tom Brady and my son. So they're the face of Under Armour. And uh, we want to do a lot of stuff in the community to help a lot of people. So that's how we leave our legacy, by helping people less fortunate than us try to help them succeed and come up. So that's that's our main goal. You know, being in the NFL, take care of your family, take care of generational wealth, and how can we help someone else become successful? I think that's that's his, that's his motto. That's great. That's awesome. That's great. That's great, man. Yeah. Like, let's look at the next photo, though. I mean, this is this is a great story, of course, and we wish your son all the success. 
But look at this. There, this was a reunion not too long ago. There's Jojo. You've been talking about him. Sean Chambers as well. Right, so right, right. The Alaska, Alaska connections always there. So this right, was yeah. over there in summer league, right? Yeah, it was summer league in Vegas. Uh, I think that's the first time I've seen Jojo in 24 years. Uh huh. Yeah, that picture there. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen it. And obviously, I, and you can see Under Armour is really a sponsor. Yeah. You got Under Armour on right now. You got Under Armour on that. Hey, that, that photo. hey, that's all, hey I, I don't buy clothes. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I wear Under. Do you need some Under Armour? I will send you some. <laughs> you're, coming, you're coming in March, so we're going to wait for that. No problem. But yeah, so my son, like I said, <laughs> he's, he's, you know, we got Under Armour commercials and stuff like that. But we just, why should I buy clothes? When he got a deal, so every right, right. two months I go go shop, and uh, and stuff that I have before I give it away to less fortunate people, and get some more stuff. I'm all about helping. However, when I turned 56 this year, I asked God to put every opportunity in my life to help someone, and mm -hmm. that's I, I get enjoyment out of that. So that's that's my thing. Yeah, that, that, that's great. And, and as you said, you might go back into basketball coaching and all of that soon. Can't yeah, get it out of your system, right? No, it's, no, it's like it's it's never been out of my system, but I wanted to try the corporate world and uh, see what that was like. And I saw it and, and I get more enjoyment helping young mm -hmm. men get to go to college for free. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And parents yeah. don't have to pay for it. Like if you like, I tell my guys, kids, seven ounces of air can take you anywhere you want to go. It took me around the world, and That's seven right. ounces in a ball. And if you treat it right, it'll treat you right. And I have a saying: repetition is the father of learning. Yep. If you do something enough, you'll become good at it. It's like ten thousand hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. It's really crazy. Nice to see these these uh, these guys together in this photo. One more photo, I think, for this set. Let's let's look at that last one. That's oh, you, you on the golf course. I love that. Uh huh. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Your handicap, uh, there. I'm probably like a twelve. My son's a four. Oh. Yeah, he's good at everything in life. I hate him. <laughs> I like that. I like that line. I hate him. I'll but hate can him. you go? I'll, I'll tell him that. Like you can't be good at everything. Like, <laughs> he's yeah, like fair. yeah, I can. He's like yeah, I can. Golden child, man. I like. I got two kids. My other son, Ivy League educated, played basketball, and everything. But we're just a step behind this young one. I'm like he's <laughs> well, <laughs> he's pretty good. It's good like Bo him, Jackson. Huh? It's like Bo Jackson, yeah, yeah. good at everything he does. Huh? Oh my goodness! It's like <laughs> as as, uh, I hope his career lasts longer than Bo Jackson, though. You know? Come on, <laughs> nah, I don't know. I mean, he went to Notre Dame, pretty smart guy. So he might do yeah. eight, nine years. You know what I'm saying? That's that football is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but a lot of the NBA players, you know, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, they all play golf uh, after their careers and all that. You Steph see any Curry. similarities? You see any similarities between basketball and golf? Hell no. Right. No. Okay. Not at all. It's not even close. Uh -huh. that's, the, that's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It's the only game in the world where everything moves but the ball. Think about that. It's just sitting there waiting on you to hit it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. and okay, they say wait. that you know you you become easily become addicted to golf once you try it. You know, more I than any other sport. Golf. 
If I took you outside of my house, I have a, I'll show you right quick. I have a putting green on my deck. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm addicted. So I'm going to show you guys something. Don't laugh. <laughs> Hold on. We're waiting for that. Yeah, no problem. That's my. Can you close? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. See, that's outside. Okay. No, that's, in my, that's on my porch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're putting green. <laughs> yeah. And how often are you there? You're there every day. I can just go downstairs and turn the light on now. Yeah. 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 So I'm addicted to golf. It's true. Okay. You should play. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, one day I'll play. I'll, I'll Jojo play. plays. Yeah, Jojo plays. Yeah, he a lot. does. Yeah. My brother's an addict. And Cho Reyes plays a lot. June oh, yeah. Plays a lot. Coach Chot, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 A bunch of the guys play. June was in town for the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. So Jojo, I saw, told I saw June. Jojo told me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he's uh, he's also there in the states. bunch of guys, bunch of guys you played against and with, they're all in the states. You know, guys Was like Poch uh, in the states? who? Coach Munio was coaching. No, no, he's here. He's here. He Poch coaches one of the there. top. Yeah, one of the top college teams. He's one of the assistant coaches. Okay, okay. Just saw he's him a couple of weeks ago. Great guy. Fortunately, man. yeah, their team didn't make it. Uh, don't let's not mention team. that, man. Yeah, don't sorry, sorry. Yeah, let's let's not mention. Okay, please, well, trying to get over it. <laughs> no, yeah. our our alma mater lost in the championship a few Which days team? ago. Which team? University of the oh, Philippines, yeah. though. University of the Philippines. Okay. UP, yeah. UP. That's, yeah. that's our Poch, team. That, that's where. For, yeah. Yeah. Poch played for the team in the college. Hey, don't so, take and, so and He's now uh, an assistant coach. You should have seen team. your face. You took that too serious, man. It's yeah. always next year. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, there is next year. There's next year. No problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was just a few nights ago, so we're we're still trying to get it. I'm out still feeling it. Me, and I like to tell athletes, when the game's over, it's over. Yeah, you yeah, drive yeah. yourself crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go watch the film one time, figure it out. I agree. I agree. I need to get over it because it, it, it weighs too heavily. So, yeah, gotta, I, I had to move past it right away. I was covering. I do play-by-play -play for the PBA, Derek. And when that result came out that our team lost, I was covering the game and I was watching the game on my phone. So I'm doing two games, PBA here and then. But, yeah, but you got to move on. You got to move on with your life. It's like, also Derek, culturally, too. People in the Philippines take that basketball, like, really, really serious. It's oh, like yeah. southern oh, yeah. people with football in America. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. Crazy. Yeah. You know, you, you know how serious you can get over here. Anyway, that was the time capsule. That was a bunch of photos from Derek's career that was brought to us by Fitbit. And uh, Fitbit helps everyone in the world get healthier from counting your steps to giving personalized insights on your heart rate and sleep patterns. Log your exercise and access great tools and content on the Fitbit Premium, all on the Fitbit platform. Check out Fitbit.com for their line of products. Feel the power. So that. That was a trip down memory lane, but we do have our regular segments on this show, Derek, before we let you go. Great stories, of course, and and uh, nice to know what you're doing, and nice to know that you'll be coming to the Philippines soon, yeah. so we're going to be able to see you. I'm gonna, I am gonna. was there, together. but now I'll be there, I think. Yeah, you're going to get out of the airport and we'll walk around and okay. go to Green Hills and Makati and then watch some games and all of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll get together then. So we'll enter now what we call the Twilight Zone, and the Twilight Zone, it means we are in the latter end of our show and our first segment of the twilight zone is a segment called x's or o's 
It's brought to us by Tuminugan Farm, your private paradise at the heart of Bukidnon. If you need to relax and unwind, why not rejuvenate, reconnect with nature right at the foot of the Kitanglad Mountain Range in Bukidnon? You can choose from the different accommodations, the farmhouse, the bungalow, the cottage, the tulugan. You can accommodate entire families, groups of friends, backpackers, and even team-building events. So check out tuminuganfarm.com. Instagram and Facebook. Book now. May you start your Mindanao adventure there today. You saw how beautiful it is over there. So mm -hmm. we should go. We should go one of these days. Uh, please visit Tuminugan Farm. Okay. For X's or O's, Derek, I have a bunch of uh, choices for you. I have a list. I just want you to choose. Make your choice. You don't even have to explain why you chose this or that. So we'll just go down the list one by one. Let's start. No problem. Number one. Number one. Jeff Cariasso or Jojo Lastimosa? Jojo all day. Jojo all day, yeah. Okay, I knew that. No Tonichi... disrespect, Jeff. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, but, but yeah, but Jojo's Jojo, yeah, okay. He's a leader. They're both coaching in the PBA, by the way. Uh, head both. coaches, both of them. Okay, second one. Alex Araneta or Tonichi Ituri? Araneta. Araneta, Alex. okay. Yes. Alex. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you remember these guys. Merwin Castello, of course you do, and Ponky Alolor. I like from Pepsi. Merlin, I like okay. okay. How about these two big boys? Kevin Ramas or Jumbo Bolado? Kevin Ramas. Kevin Ramas. Okay. Shooters. What's that? No, no, no. Not at all. Oh, every every answer is good over here. Okay. Uh, these two guys, shooters from Pepsi, Carlito Mejos or Roel Gomez from Alaska? I remember Carlito. He was number mm -hmm. 10, I think. Mm -hmm. Shooter. Yeah or, yeah, or Roel Gomez. Mejos or Gomez? I go with Mejos. Okay, Mejos. Yeah, the guy yes. could shoot. Yes. How about these guys? Some backup forwards from Pepsi. Jeffrey Graves or Don Don Ampalayo from Alaska? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. All right. We're still <laughs> looking for that guy. Okay, this one. 1990 Pepsi or 1995 Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I know. I know the answer there. Okay, offense or defense? Defense. Defense. June Reyes with Pepsi or June Reyes with Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's always Alaska. Okay. Okay. I get it. How about this team managers, Joaquin Trillo or Steve Watson? Both of them were amazing. Both of them. Okay. So it's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. Team owners. Fred Uitengsu or Moro Lorenzo? Both of them were great. Okay. Okay. We'll give that. I did get free about... bonuses. So, no, I'm joking. Free bonus. Lorenzo. Free bonuses. Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you lose. No, no. no, no, Fred, no. Fred was amazing. I, yeah, yeah. No, he is. I think me and Fred cried when I left the Philippines. When they, when they, yeah, yeah. He's been, yeah, he's been on the show. You should, you should watch yeah. his episode he's, too. He's yeah, also he, been on the show. That was, okay. That how about this? The veteran center, Abit Gidaben, or the young center, Poch Wino? Poch all day, man. Poch, Poch all Poch, day. Poch pretty smart player, man. I love him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, he was. He yes, still is. And a great How guy. about this? Your, your opponents, Winston Kreit or Sylvester Gray? Sylvester Gray. Sylvester but I got a story Gray. for you. Jojo okay, go. Sent, Jojo sent Reyes and <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the other center that just from Australia? That played with Alaska. He just retired. From uh, from Australia. 
Who's from Australia? Just retired. Uh, just, Sonny Toss. Sonny Toss. Sonny and Rez came and trained with me for a whole summer. Like mm-hmm. the year that remember he was gaining weight and he mm-hmm. came to the states. Him and Rez. What's the other Rez name? Oh, that played with with Sonny. His son's like six six, and he has a daughter that plays also. Uh, who's that? The other Reyes. Jr. 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 Reyes. So they both came and stayed with me in the states, and I trained wow, okay. those guys for a whole summer when JoJo was the manager. Yeah, of Alaska. Yeah, of Alaska. Yeah. Well, they're both yeah. retired now, so yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, both yeah, out. Yeah. Of... I, I talked yeah. to also JR also Jr. Is not yeah Jr. Is not related to. June, though. No, no, I know. Yeah, I just said yeah, the wrong yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah okay, yeah. okay. But there's a whole bunch of Reyes in the PBA. So yeah. Reyes and Santos <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. Okay. So Sylvester Gray. Okay. But that, that, that's that's good. Now next one, Ronnie Grandison or John Best. Ronnie Grandison. Ronnie Grandison. John Best is going to be on the show soon. How do you like it better, taking it to the hoop or taking the three point shot? At that time, I was more of a slasher. So mm-hmm. always, I like a high percentage shot. So I get to the basket. I just want to make two. I just want to make a bucket. Okay, Alvin Patrimonio or Nelson Asaitono? Alvin all day. Alvin all day. Yeah. Celtics or Lakers? Lakers. You make you're gonna make Sid sad. I'm just I'm the Laker fan. He's the Celtics no, fan. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. Celtics just won, man. I'm, I'm okay. okay today. Coaching or playing? Playing. Playing still. Okay. Being a basketball dad or being a football dad? Football dad all day. Football dad all day. Okay. How about this? Guys from your draft. Danny Manning or Dan Marley? Dan Marley. Hey, that's the toughest guy I ever had to cover in my life. Thunder Dan. Yeah. Thunder Dan. He was strong. How about some? Oh, yeah. Okay. Then shooting guards. How about shooting guards? Hersey Hawkins or Mitch Richmond? Mitch. Mitch, 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 Mitch the bitch, Mitch the rock. Mitch okay. The bitch. Yes, I, I didn't okay. want to say that, but yeah, you said it for me. So <laughs> Mitch the bitch. Yeah, that's what they used to call him back then. Okay, I, then I let's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So show the photo, Carly, please. How about this one, Jackson or Fishburn? Sam Jackson, man. Sam yeah. Jackson, baby. Okay, and the last one, who I mentioned earlier, Pacino or De Niro? Goats. Both of them. Oh. Greatest of all time. So, okay, so that's both of them. It's a tie. And that is XSROs for episode 201 of our show, brought to us by Tuminugan Farm. Let's move to the next one. Sid, it's your turn for the new segment. Okay. Do we have a clip on that? Yeah. Please show it. Next poster, please. There you go. All right. This next segment brought to you by our new yeah. sponsor, Arena Plus, the best sports betting in the philippines so yeah my my question for you derek is uh you know b- back in the 90s there was talk about johnny a possibly breaking into the pba you know uh, charlotte hornets to the nba to a, the nba, uh, NBA sorry charlotte hornets uh, sent over a scout and everything but he eventually didn't make it but my question for you is what are the odds of johnny a making it to the nba if he was six inches taller easy he just had a feel for the game and he had his body moved like water. You know what I'm saying? Like he was it was effortless, but I found out he was a, a break dancer. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. Yeah, so it makes sense. Like his body moved like he was dancing, but with the ball in his hand, 
And he's one of the best. I played with John Marco Paseco, who was the Italian mm-hmm. national mm-hmm. team coach. I played with him in Italy. Between him and John A., the best two point guards I ever played with, ever. I don't care where on earth. Johnny could get off the bus in America and he'd go to the park and people would pick him quickly. Yeah. Wow. So the odds good. were very high. The odds were very high. For, yeah. If he were six inches taller. Yeah. Maybe not even six. Maybe Five, just... eleven, six feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just he just yeah, he had he had something different. He was a damn good player. Yeah. Uh, Sid, I'll, I'll just read the spiel. This is brought to us by Arena Plus, and the name of the segment is called What Are the Odds? Remember those legendary Philippine basketball matches from AEOB, the 70s to the 90s? They were more than just games, right? They were stories of heart and hustle. Get that passion back with Arena Plus. Make your game watching a bit more interesting. Arena Plus is user-friendly, made for real sports fans. It's not just about betting. It's about deepening your connection with every play. Play it smart. Stay within your limits. Bet what you can't afford to lose and never chase your losses. Arena Plus, it's where your enthusiasm for basketball and excitement of the game come together. Enjoy the game responsibly. Download the app today. Regional laws and regulations may apply. So that's Arena Plus. Thanks for coming on the show, Arena Plus. Okay, and then the next one, it's you still. Sid, go to your next segment. Sid's got segments. Again. So, yeah. Um, Derek, I wonder if you remember this food when you were here. You know, Kare Kare and Crispy Pata from Barrio Fiesta. I wonder if you were able to sample this food. I've never had that. Yeah, that you should try it when you come back in March. So, yep. yeah, no, but like pescatarian, he doesn't eat that anymore. What kind of oh, food yeah. is that? That's a that's a that's a leg. That's a pork leg. On the I left. just told you I don't eat pork. Yeah, leg. yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about pescatarian. that. Sorry about that. Yeah, but anyway, I'm not a vegetarian, pescatarian. Yes. Yeah, pescatarian. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can anyway, watch yeah. you eat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> Brought to you by Barrio Fiesta, uh, Makati Avenue branch. Kain Natayo sa Barrio Fiesta. My question for you, Derek, is if you could have dinner with any basketball personality, you know, living or dead, past or present, you know, someone you've never met or maybe your best friend, Filipino, American, who would it be and why? Good question. Kobe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kobe. Kobe fits my mentality as a basketball player. Work, make your teammates better. Everything means something. And he was a little much of an asshole too, but in in a good way. I I don't respect you if you don't work. And I like guys that work. And if you don't work, we're not going to get along. So I would say Kobe. What would you ask him? What drives you? What pushes you? Like, I don't know if you guys are aware what Kobe would do every morning. Uh-huh. Wake up at 4.30, helicopter to the practice. Helicopter back. Take the kids to school. Helicopter to real practice. Fly back. Have dinner. Go back and shoot at night. That's, that's obsessed with the game. That's uh-huh. different. Yeah, he was different. Yeah, yeah he was. You know, that so might, I, might yeah. be the first time that uh, someone answered Kobe on this segment. Yeah, yeah, it is the first time. Yeah, we've we've heard Jordan a lot and, and a lot of other guys. Bill Russell a couple of times. Will yeah. Chamberlain recently. Paul Mukeski said that. Kareem. Yeah. Yeah. Kareem. Yeah, but the yeah. first time Kobe. And, and yeah, nice to hear I mean, Kobe come on the show, be mentioned on the show. 
the mamba, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah. guy, crazy. but you ask me who I want to have dinner with, I just think yeah. Kobe was people didn't really know him. And I have a lot of players who played with him, so I had an inside view on who he was and how he got got down. You know, he would fight people in practice. And if you wouldn't, yeah. fight, if you wouldn't fight him back, he didn't respect you. And Jody, one of my clients, Jody Meeks, had mm -hmm. a fight with him. And, you know, he got to punching. And say Kobe came to him in the locker room like, yo, you're my guy. I like you. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that means a lot. And if you don't fight him back, He's not gonna respect you, so might as well get your licks in. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he a, was a different people. animal. Yeah, different a lot of the animal. greats were like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to have that that swag, that kind of thing going on to be a great one, I suppose. Okay, yeah. so that that's a great one from a, a nice nice answer for the Barrio Fiesta portion. Just I just have a lot, a lot of couple of questions before I let you let you go. Uh, there, Antonio Lang, he played here a few years after, uh, you know, almost the nineties already, uh, late nineties, almost two thousand. Did you did he tell you he was coming to the Philippines? Did you give him any advice? Yeah. Uh what's so funny about that though? Uh it they try they got my cousin out of there too. Try to say he was betting on games yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bro, come on. How is this gonna happen to one family? We come there, we play well, <laughs> and then just poof. Like something's not right. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. say anything, but yeah, yeah. That's so, that's what they felt. That's what they felt because because he had a bad game, and then suddenly they were like saying all sorts of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. so. Just won a championship. Yeah, it was unfortunate yeah. for me. I mean, you know, it was. But Tony, was we enjoyed watching him. Yeah, he was one of my favorite players him. to watch when he was with Red Bull. He's, he's, yeah. We're the same person. You know, say I just handled the ball better than him, and he was. Mm -hmm. Longer than me, but uh, yes, yes, longer. I was about to say he's longer, a bit longer than you are. Yeah, yeah, right. but my mother and his dad are brother and sister. That close, huh? Okay. Yeah, that close. I mean, he started playing basketball because of me. Oh, well, get us, get me in touch with him, and eventually, when we get to his era of imports, no, yeah, bring I'll, him on the show. I'll, I'll, I'll text you his number. He'll, he'll be willing to talk to you guys because he has love for the Philippines, and he left there and lived in Japan for thirteen years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah, plus, part of his career. Plus, my brother's a, a Duke fan, so he's gonna watch that for sure. <laughs> right, right. I'll definitely get yeah. you in touch with him. Yeah, and then they called you at one point in your career. They called you the glue. Is that right? Yes, I like that. The glue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you talk about being, you know, holding the team together and all of that. But I also believe no car runs without an engine. Mm -hmm. You can have wheels. You can have flashers. You can have nice seats inside, but if you can't crank it up, it doesn't work. So the glue worked for me. Like that was my that was my mentality as a player, and I try to pass that along to everyone I work with. I remember you were pretty intense. You know, you you'd be very emotional on the court. Uh, you know, saying things after plays, you'd be very expressive. Yeah, and uh, yeah, love you, just, you just love the game. Passion for the game, right? Exactly. And, and we all have that. We all have. I don't that love it here. like that no more. I, I go to a football game. Uh huh. I don't even go to basketball games. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. But you'll be coaching basketball again soon. Yeah. 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 But even yeah. then, I don't even watch. I don't like all threes. I like basketball. Not Steph. Steph missed. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. He messed it up, right? He messed it up. But he's so damn good. But he he's the only guy who can do it. So now people think they can do it too. 
It's like Michael Jordan. Like, Everybody thought they could play, right? You play with teams, with coaches, they say threes or layups. I'm like, what about the other 55 shots that are on the floor? Analytics have messed basketball up a little bit, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Keep taking threes. Okay. Well, that's the Derek Hamilton story. But before you know, we, before we say goodbye, we're gonna give you a chance to say hello, thank, acknowledge all the people you want to in a segment called Hello Porky. So it's it's your time, Derek. Just you know, your time to shout out and and, and mention anybody you want uh, before you know you say goodbye. Uh, I want to say hello to Bong, Johnny A, JoJo, Poach, Jeffrey Cariasso. Tim Cones, Mr. Fred, if you're listening, and uh, Sean, I've had an amazing time when I was there and still have a lot of love for the Philippines and tried to come see you guys, but they wouldn't let me in because I had the wrong passport. But <laughs> I'll be back in March, and hopefully people that I hadn't seen, I get a chance to see you. And I would love to, since I have this basketball talent inside of me, to spend a lot more time there trying to pass the love and the ideas that I have in the game. So I think that could happen in the future. So uh, we'll see what happens. Well, we're looking forward to that, Derek. Hopefully we get to meet you when you come over here in March. So, well, that's episode 201. Uh, we're about to put that in the books. We'd like to thank, of course, San Miguel Corporation for always being with us together with our other friends, uh, Tominugan Farm, Fitbit, Barrio Fiesta, and now Arena Plus has joined us. We thank also the Globally Balling Network, always there for us. Thank you to PBA Archives, PH Sports Bureau for the photos and all the information that we share. Happy birthday to guys from our family, our AOB family the past week who celebrated Seb Sarmenta and Romy De La Rosa. Happy birthday to you guys. And so that does it for episode 201. Derek Hamilton, thanks so thank much for, for sharing me. your story. Uh, on behalf of uh, my partner, Sid Ventura, I'm Charlie Kuna. We're going to name our next guest our last guest for the year for next week. Check out our Facebook page for that. Then we're going to take, of course, our Christmas break. Be back in January. We're still going on. AOB still alive. So we'll see you guys. Derek, all the best to you and your Thank son, you. of course. And we'll see you. We'll see you soon, okay? Thanks a lot, Sean right. Chambers. Thank, Thank you, you, Carla, and the rest of the group, Aaron. We'll see you guys. God bless you all. Thank you so all much, right. Derek. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. All right.